Hello, Stephen Dan Fouts here. We're veteran educators who've created the Teach Different Conversation podcast to inspire all of us to think deeper, listen with more intention, and understand each other better. If you're a parent, educator, or anybody who wants to think in new ways that build real understanding about what's important in life and to help others do the same, then you've come to the perfect place. Welcome, everybody, to the Teach Different podcast. This week, we have a great quote about self-discipline from Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu. And we have a few of his quotes, actually, in our library. Uh, He's really, really good at expressing some profound wisdom. And the one today is going to be, as I said, on on self-discipline. So we're going to work through the method. We're going to start with uh, the quote, and then we're going to create a claim for the quote, and then we're going to move into the counterclaim. And when we do that, we're going to create a tension in the conversation, and that's at the heart of the Teach Different method. we got to agree with something and provide good reasons for it using your personal experiences, and then you've got to push against it with the counterclaim using your personal experiences. And the important part is that both make sense. And the conversation occurs in that magic middle where you have to reconcile two contradictory things. We'll end then with an essential question and we'll be on our way. So tonight, self-discipline, Lao Tzu. Here we go. This is a really deep one. To the mind that is still, the whole universe surrenders. What is the claim here, Steve? What what does this say to you? Well, I would start this one off and clarify things, you know, when with the students. Before I get to the claim, we got to talk about what it means for a mind to be still. The universe surrendering to me means something that is a little bit more obvious, but what is a still mind? Okay, I'm picturing somebody meditating. I'm picturing somebody uh, enjoying a day without much purpose. I'm thinking about someone who isn't thinking about the future, isn't thinking about the past, is more focused on the now, and probably isn't talking, but is still. Okay, so I'll go back to the quote. To the mind that is still, the whole universe surrenders. What he's saying to me is that in order to have influence, in order to get what you want, in order to have the world kind of come to you, you have to do the opposite. You have to remain still, which to me means you don't have to, you can't want, you can't be moving, you can't be thinking too much. But ironically, when you do all that, you end up getting what you want somehow. So the claim to me is something close to, to get what you want in life, you have to control yourself and not be too coveting of it yeah i i agree i 
to the mind that is still it makes me think of someone who's not stressed out somebody who is calm who is able to manage their behavior in chaotic settings so it's that that student that's able to calm him or herself down get ready to read a book and to focus in on some sort of activity for 20 minutes it's not allowing distractions to interrupt your own and you mentioned meditation sort of like your 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 self meditation your singular purpose or or focus so i agree and then the whole universe surrenders like you said it's you get what you want when you're able to control your mind and control what you want to do it's almost like everything just falls into place and it's because you've calmed you've kind of life has gone into slow motion and because of that you are in a position to control your own destiny a little better self discipline i'm thinking of a quote from and i don't know who said this but it was essentially something like this if you want to be rich want less don't get more it's this counterintuitive thing when you mentioned you know students you know getting what they want by being a certain way i immediately thought of some of my students on the west side of chicago in in a few high schools that i was teaching at and i'm thinking of the the leadership dynamic in in the peer groups with with the students and one thing i did notice is that the students that had the most influence over other peers were usually the ones that were calmer uh and they also would know how to talk to adults in the building definitely high high levels of intelligence but they had a lot of influence among their their peers so you would think that they would be I don't know a little different than what they ended up being of what I noticed which were quieter types and it it never ceases to amaze me like here's a really quiet student that all the other students are kind of afraid of and that look up to and will follow but here's a student that doesn't seem like they're looking for that and what is strange is that actually created a mystique around them they were kind of reluctantly accepting all the attention Does right i i can i can bring this to a totally different context a classroom discussion let's think of the universe as a classroom right now this is how i would introduce this with students to get them thinking in a productive way to the mind that is still the whole universe surrenders i would talk about the importance of listening and slowing down your thinking and really listening closely to other people and what they're saying and only speak in a discussion when you have something important to say i found 
consistently throughout my almost 30 year career now that the students who had the most influence in the class in a discussion were the ones that didn't talk that much but when they did talk when they were allowed their mind to be still for extended periods of time and then they contributed people listened and so the whole classroom surrenders in that sense you have a lot of power when you're not trying too hard to get what you want and you're letting things come to you the so that's classroom. how yeah the classroom i don't know what do you think of that as a way to bring it down to something that they could understand i like it the classroom listened because the student listened right they were still it's like they got a reciprocity back whereas you know if you're talking all the time and you're always running here running there your mind's all over the place you're scatterbrained whatever it becomes part of the noise of everything else you 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 have less power less influence when you know you're always the one that kind of gets caught up yeah I think there's a lot of lot of wisdom to that. A quick sports analogy. What do they say? The, the athletes that perform the very best and are most successful are able, for whatever reason, to get into a zone in the most stressful parts of a game. And their mind is actually still. While everyone else is nervous, they are thinking clearly and that leads to success. So maybe you could get into that with some of your students who are athletes. Well, asking them, you know, if you could get them to understand where this quote is coming from enough, you know, after you talk about the claim, I would love to hear from them as to whether or not this worked for them. When they, they maybe stepped out, weren't as involved, didn't interact as much in a certain situation, or calm themselves the way they were thinking. And they ended up just having all kinds of attention and power and influence. If they could share an experience like that, that would be very, very interesting to listen to. Yes. But the, key, the key would be to get that claim down that everybody is on the same page with. Yes, yes. Yeah, this is a really deep quote, but I think that if you bring in some familiar words and get them to think of what still means and maybe bring the universe down to a classroom, they can, they can get this. I, I think they definitely can. Well, what do you think a good counterclaim to this is? I see the wisdom of this claim very clearly, but let's, let's go against it. What is an equally reasonable thing to I say here? Like, what do you think? Would you put it a certain way? To the mind, well, you could just switch the words to the mind that is active, the whole universe surrenders. You know, to the mind that is thinking of, of things, thinking is ahead. thinking ahead, is intervening, vigilant, and being vigilant and exerting its power over an environment and over people and getting in getting in the business of the universe that that's a way for the universe to surrender. You dominate it. You, and you, maybe a talker, 
if you're right. a talker, some people exert power this way. They, they just talk up the room. You know, they, they talk circles around people. They won't let you even have your own listening. They'll just keep going. And that's not a still mind, obviously. But I got to say, that's not a bad argument that in some certain, in some circumstances, you are going to get power and influence by being proactive, you know, and by, by talking, by thinking, by strategizing, you know, by always thinking of the past, learning from it, always thinking about what might happen in the future, preparing for it. That's not a still mind, but that's someone who could be very, very successful. I think of a group project in class when you have your students together in groups of three, four or five. Typically, there is a student who doesn't just sit there and let their mind be still, but they insert themselves into the group and start organizing other people's energy around a common goal. They get the project done often at the, at the because they get frustrated because people aren't working as hard as they are. But, the, you know, the, they would not follow this this quote as Lao Cha is saying it. They would go right into the counterclaim and say, somebody's got to get something done here. And it's not going to happen magically unless yeah. I intervene. Yeah, everyone's mind can't be still. Right. At the same time, nothing's going to happen. We need to accomplish things. We need to get things done. I mean, this is like a situational quote. This yeah. is something that you're going to want to bring out with the student's appreciation of what he's saying, number one, you know, what's that claim? But then how would you implement this wisdom? It really, that's... That, the devil's in the details yeah. here. And and maybe the, the, the questions to ask during the discussion here is, in which kinds of situations in your life do you think it's important for your mind to be still? In what kind of situations in your life do you feel like your mind should be more active and you should be more proactive? Right there, we'll give you, as you said, this is situational. They'll start realizing, oh, maybe this does fit in different settings. You know, it, it one size doesn't fit all here. So maybe a good storytelling prompt for the counterclaim side would be an example, kind of like you brought up with the, the group activity or any situation where you had to act and or someone had to act, someone had to step up and do something, say something, be proactive. Ask them if they've ever experienced that. And that will reveal things. And I can already see that going getting real interesting because if a student is going to bring up, and maybe you could prompt them with this, you could say, has anyone ever been in, a, in an emergency situation where everyone is just sitting there and standing and their, their eyes, the sides of oysters, no one's doing anything. And then someone stepped in, maybe it was you, 
what can you have you ever been in a situation like that? And how, would this quote be something that would you know explain how you should handle yourself in a situation like that? This is a good one. This really gets the kids thinking about their mind, how to control it, whether they should control their mind or when they should act and use their mind to not control it, but to um, impose it on a, on a situation. So this really is a good one on self-discipline, right? Which is this, this theme. Sometimes self-discipline is really important, but other times self-discipline is, is, is not. You have to, you have to um, act in, in different ways. Wait a minute, before you go into that, can I tell a quick story? I got yeah. a perfect story. I was teaching, there was smoke in the hall, emergency. I came out into the hall, there were students just running down the hall away from this smoke and the smoke was billowing toward my room and students were screaming, running. Don't ask me why, but on that day, my mind was still. And I remember it, I didn't even react to it with with fear, excitement, anxiety, I literally just walked toward where the students were running from. Walked, walked down the hall, turned left, and I remember seeing this metal trash can about three feet high with a bunch of paper in it that was burning. All the paper was burning in the metal trash can. Okay, but it was in the middle of the hall. And that was the source of all the smoke. My mind was so still, and I don't know why, but I thought to myself that, okay, we've got the source of the fire, and that's a really good place to have a fire contained in a metal trash can in the middle of the hall. It could be a lot worse. So, and I remember just having this sense that this is going to be okay. We're going to be un under control here in a moment. Whereas the rest of the universe was going crazy, right? But I felt like I was ahead of things just because I wasn't overreacting. So anyway, that's my little, you know, story to share with that. It's powerful that you can change how you're perceiving something and how you want to react to it you know, given your, your own mentality, you know, it's not the world. And, and, and to jump into this conversation, I would, as a teacher say, when a, my class is chaotic and out of control, I act the exact opposite right. of, of you guys. I, I, you can just talk about the students right there that my mind is still because that is the way I actually gain control over the situation because eventually if my mind is still that will role model for all of you that being still is the is the right thing to do yeah. and so i actually get what i want by by being that way you could also remind them or ask them how do you feel when you know you've done something wrong and all i do is stare at you and not say anything how do you react to that yeah, and so they would understand that 
they're, they're more willing to stop their behavior if their behavior is met with silence, calmness, and stillness. At least it's more uncomfortable yes. for them, you know? Because yes. if you're sitting there yelling at them, then, you know, you've been triggered, they're triggered, and, and there's, you know, you don't have any power or influence over them. Yes. Well, good. We got into some really good specific examples that you could, you know, bring into the classroom. I think they're going to have a lot of things to say about this once it gets going. Sometimes these conversations take a little bit to, to get going, but once they do and you get an avalanche of personal experiences that the kids share, and that is when it is just so powerful. Well, here's an essential question that could wrap up uh, this conversation. Should you always try to get what you want? Getting in this idea of how much control do you have over life if you discipline your mind? Is it worth it? And it's situational, perhaps, but the kids can work that out. Should you always try to get what you want or should good. you let it come to you? Yeah, that's good. That's so situational. It's good. Well, thanks, everybody. It's been great. And uh, we really enjoyed tonight with uh, Lao Cha and his quote on self-discipline, to the mind that is still, the whole universe surrenders. Have a good evening. Take care, everybody. Thanks, everybody. We hope you're walking away feeling energized by some great ideas and are confident that conversations like this are possible with just a little bit of planning and a three-step method. Make sure you go to teachdifferent.com to learn more and check out our library of conversation plans where we've compiled dozens of quotes, each with their own claim, counterclaim, and essential question. Good luck, and don't forget to teach different with conversations and make a difference every day.